Welcome to the maybe second episode of This Life, a podcast by Myorca Media. That was it. That's what it was. Was that clean? Yeah. Was that clean? Just. Uh, Today, actually, we're here again, once again, at the Local Hub Studios. Local Hub is a co-working space for anyone who might have to work at home. It's for students. It's for remote workers. Uh, Something that we've actually seen is that people who work from home have had their their companies pay for the space or for a desk, and that's at no cost to you. So if you're interested in co-working spaces, you can definitely reach out to your employer and see if they do that. Um, It's an amazing space. It's in downtown Escondido. It's on Grand. It's minutes away from salons. From coffee shops and from the best place ever, Burger Bench. Sponsor us. <laughs> Today, I'm sitting down with my friend, Jasmine. 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 <laughs> I'm sitting down with Jasmine. Um, hello. Hello. You have to say, thanks for having me on. Thank you for having me on. Of I course. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Jasmine is my barber. Jasmine cuts my hair, and that's how we met. I'm going to like to say hairstylist. Jasmine's my barber. Um, Because I don't really get my hair styled. Right. I get it it barbed. Yes. Um, So we have, how did we meet? Through Claudia Moreno. Right. Shout out to Claudia Moreno. Mm -hmm. More shouts out this this episode. Right. Um, We met through our friend Claudia. um, And then I asked you if you would cut my hair. and You did. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And that, then we became that really, we had that relationship. Yeah. Hairstylist and client. Yeah. And that's all we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would consider Jasmine a friend, um, kind of, but we've spoken about, we've spoken about a couple of things. So let's start off with like introducing you, what you do, uh, how you found yourself doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, let's start there. So I am a hairstylist of six years and I found myself doing hair probably wanting to do it probably my junior year in high school. And then, yeah. And then I, I went to college for a little bit. Wasn't my thing. And then I decided to go to beauty school. And then that was it. So what did you do in college? Like what, what, first of all, what school did you go to and what? Oh, I just went, I went to Palomar, not just went to Palomar, but I went to Palomar. Um, I only went to play soccer and then once my soccer career fizzled out, I was just like, you know what? This isn't what I want to do anymore. And I want to start a career that I, that I love. And you know, so then I went to beauty school. How long did you play soccer for? Oh, geez. I started when I was six. And then I played competitive since I was, I want to say nine, eight or nine. And then I played throughout competitive and then high school. And then I played for Palomar. Dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you like freak out once you kind of made that decision of, I don't want to do this anymore? Or did your parents freak out? My parents definitely freaked out. My mom kind of wanted me to do the whole, get a degree and follow that. And I, I went to school for her. And that's what I wanted to do. And then once I was like, you know what? This isn't my thing. 
I want to start my clientele. I don't want to start when I'm older and then having to go back and backtrack. So yeah, so I jumped and scariest thing I probably ever done, but one of the best decisions I've probably ever made. Is to being a... Being a, a hairstylist. A hairstylist. Yeah, I'm going to beauty school. So what are the... Because I myself, and I've talked about this and I'll keep talking about it. I myself am a, a self-starter. Today, actually, <clears throat> July 31st, is one year of me quitting my job, putting on my two weeks and saying, fuck it, this is what I'm doing. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So jumping into it, <laughs> I know that it was super scary for me because I was like, where do I get my clients? I had clients from before, but then, you know, those sometimes fizzle out or they just don't want, sometimes it's not the right time. Excuse me. Or COVID happens. Mm-hmm. So, what were kind of the the struggles you had at first? So let's let's kind of skip through beauty school. Um, was that fun? Beauty no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. I'm not a fan of school. That just wasn't my thing, and I didn't think that beauty school was going to be anatomy and learning about the diseases that a scalp or your toenails could have. It was disgusting. That was not my thing. I thought I was going to go and do a lot of hair color and that it was not it. And I was working on people that just didn't take care of themselves. I do not recommend. Well, I mean, obviously like you have to, but looking back at it, it's disgusting. Dude. I'm <laughs> a lot I, of people don't know that. I know I'm speechless. Yeah. I, I literally just said, <laughs> let's go ahead and skip through beautiful. So what do you take me through like the, the beauty show? Cause it's, it's one year, right? Um, okay. So it's supposed to be about 10 months. I went through a lot of stuff during my beauty school experience, personal stuff, you know, so it took me about a year. So that's the most it could take you because I went to the day school. So that's full time. And so you're kind of limited on like how long it should take you. So you, but you hated it. Yeah. <laughs> that, it turned me off about cosmetology a little bit just because like dealing with the people. Dang, what kind of people mm-hmm. did you have to deal with? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we call them LOLs, little old ladies. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. they weren't the cleanest. So were those just people you found on the street? Or? No, they come in because it's like you get a $5 haircut. Oh. So everything's like super cheap there. You get it. We had to do pedicures. Oh. nasty oh yeah that's rough yeah so i used to make my friends come in yeah so yeah. you're a classist you hate the poor um <laughs> so i'm just kidding you're dumb um so you're talking about some stuff that you went through during beauty school mm-hmm. wow good thing i didn't skip beauty school man yeah that's when a lot of that started so and this is this life man this is what this this podcast is about is you know someone going through a journey mm-hmm. which is beauty school going into your career mm-hmm. and w- going through stuff. Yeah. So kind of dive into what, when it started, how it started, you know, kind of how, how you dealt with it. So I think when I was in beauty school was like my first, I always dealt with anxiety and, you know, panic attacks, but not to that extent. It was still like, it was, I was, sh- I would shake, I would hyperventilate. Like it was so bad. And to the point where I would like throw up because I just, yeah, it was a lot. It was just a lot of life changing, I think, like me switching from playing soccer every day and going to school, you know, and then 
completely changing it and being like, oh, like I'm going to go to beauty school, something that's so different. And I think it was just like the switches in my life that just kind of happened. So how old were you when I you was, switched? I want to say 19, maybe 20. Yeah. And then um, I was dealing with that. So I skipped a lot of school. So that's why it took me so long is that I would freak out. I would sit in the parking lot and just leave because I couldn't be there. So I would just like take off and call my mom and she had to deal with me. But then I, that's when I started taking little like pill. I took Xanax for a little bit and I realized that that I got, I almost got kicked out of beauty school for that because I was a zombie and I would just sit there and they would, they would constantly ask me like, what do you want? And I'm like, nothing. Cause like at first I thought that that was just like the medication I needed and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember like sitting in like, her name it's like the main person that had the school i don't know i would say the principal of it yeah Uh, i remember sitting in her office and she was just like look like you have to be aware of what you're doing you know i was i was completely out of it Mm -hmm. so i almost got kicked out of school for that that's crazy yeah so so it was the life changes that you that triggered it yeah it was a lot of life changing like during that i was going through at that time like a i want to say a bad breakup but it's probably one of the best blessings i've ever had (laughs) 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 i do i you know and i at that point i was like my first heartbreak when i was like 19 and i thought the worst thought the world was ending but you know really that really just lined everything up for me damn yeah and i think that had a lot to do with it too was the mixture of a breakup Mm -hmm. mixture of that and then just switching completely switching And it was just my whole life changing. Did you have this before? Did you ever see signs of this before? Yeah. Usually during soccer. It was a lot when soccer, like I remember crying before a soccer game because I didn't want to do it just because like for no reason, like there was no reason for me to cry. Like there was no reason for me not to want to play. I just did not want to play. And it was just, it was weird. Yeah. So that had a lot to do with it. And then like looking back at it, it was just like, there are so many different signs that like, you overlook, you're just like, you're, a, you're an emotional teenager, which yeah. I mean, I'm sure that played a part in it too. Chemical imbalances. Yeah, for sure. And I'm a girl, so I have a lot of emotions well. and hormones. And <laughs> No comment. Yeah. Um, that's crazy because when I would, when I played football, I played, I played football for three years and I absolutely sucked at it because <laughs> I just didn't want to do it, but right. all my friends were doing it. Right. And when I would, I remember every, every single Friday after a game, I would just feel like emotionally drained. Like mm-hmm. not even, I could just sit on the on the sidelines and then I would, of course I would get benched, but I just felt sad. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like, you feel like you did so much yeah. and you feel like you, I don't know, I same thing. I would just like cry after and I'd be like, what, like what the mm-hmm. hell's wrong with me, dude? Like on the, on the way to the varsity game, I remember I had this little walk all the time. And I was just walking in the dark with like my hood on, just like sitting there crying. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I would show up and see everyone and be like, yay, what's up? Like nothing was wrong. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's crazy because, and tell me if you like resonate with this, but there's literally not, there was nothing to be sad about. No. But then no. you would kind of, for example, I would be like, well, I had a bad game. And you kind of pinpoint it on different things the of little like, things exactly and it's not the end of the world like right i had bad games all the time i had bad practices who cares it's yeah high school yeah if, if there are any high schoolers listening it's really not that bad it's not like becky and asb screaming at you 
she's probably not going anywhere. It's fine. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> um, but going back to beauty school, mm-hmm. did you, did you take did you take Xanax with a prescription, or did you just find some in someone's purse? <laughs> um. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I know a couple of people that have that have anxiety and depression and stuff, and yeah. they just find it because. Well, for yeah. me, it was more of like, okay, I'm going to deal with it right now type of thing. And um, the people I went to beauty school with <laughs> weren't the best influences. Right. So, you know, they're like, oh, try this, get this, like, you know, have this. And I could be having a panic attack in the parking lot and a girl would walk out and be like, here's some of this, like, Dang. calm down, you know? And What's her that, name? <laughs> I don't think she lives. I don't know. <laughs> I get forgot. her boys. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Go so ahead. then I remember talking to my mom about it. My mom thought that I needed to be put on medication. My mom loved my mom, you know, but she kept. She blew it. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of pushing it. And I was like, mom, no, I don't want that. Cause I didn't like who I was. And now she works for um, a doctor's office. So she knows a lot about it. So she was just like, there's different things that we could do, you know? So a lot of it was breathing. My breathing was just, I had, there's exercises. There's things like you can push your hands together and that kind of relieves everything. So it's just like little things like that to kind of keep your mind off of it. Put your hands together? Like you have to go like this and just like push. Yeah. And I would like sit in my my car. I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." it helped though. But I mean, it obviously doesn't cure anything, but yeah, it helped a little bit. So did you think that these actually helped in the long run or was it just at the moment? Um, what the, the, ex- the exercises? Um, I think they just in the moment kind of just kind of keep your mind off of it. Not, I don't think it's something that, I mean, if you feel like you do need to, I don't want to say the medication's bad because some people need it. Me personally, <laughs> your me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> me personally, I just am scared. I think I'm more scared of it and being dependent on it right so that was another thing my mom would my mom works for a psychiatrist's office so she i would talk to her about it you know yeah and i think that's another thing just letting it all out helps tons but like i like when you cry for no reason which i do and literally for no reason there (laughs) my boyfriend knows all about it (laughs) off camera we have uh manny that's jasmine's boyfriend (laughs) there's been times where even like not too long ago i was talking to him and i would freak out and he's like babe what's wrong i'm like i can't tell you and he thought that i think i was having a psychotic breakdown or break or whatever and it really wasn't it just i didn't know how to tell him that like i'm just going through it right you know and i would cry and like it was it was horrible so then those moments was it something that triggered it or was it just a buildup of i think it's life-changing changes for me I think when I was in beauty school and going through all that, that was one. When I stopped go- going to beauty school and I had to go into the real salon, that was another one. Then switching jobs. I mean, I worked at Red Robin for four and a half years. I had to switch to Miguel's. That was one. Like just little things. And recently, like not too long ago when I, well, it's been like two years, like maybe a year and a half, I don't something like that. When I went to be a hairstylist full time, I full on pulled up to the salon. I had a full day ahead of me. Like I had client after client and I got, I pulled up and I just started crying and I had to leave. I couldn't do it. Damn. And I went to my mom. My mom, 
literally is the best person in the whole wide world. I love her. And What's Doreen. Shout out to Doreen. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out. I honestly, if I didn't have her or even like Manny, I shout th- out Manny. Yeah. They they helped a lot. It just, you know, just I that that one was probably one of the worst ones. And then uh, I'm gonna lie, I went to the emergency room one time Damn. because I could not breathe. During when? When was um, this? That was when I quit Red Robin and I started working at Miguel's and it, I was in the parking lot sweating. My whole uniform was drenched. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe. I started throwing up. My mom was just like freaking out. She was like, I'm going to come get you. Took me to the ER. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> so my, <clears throat> my kind of anxiety, I guess it's, it's, this one's a little mixture of both anxiety and the depression uh, also stems from big life changes. Mm-hmm. When I graduated... Well, when I, when I, this all started when I was a freshman in high school. I was a freshman in 2009. I went from middle school to, and I've talked about this, but I went, I went from middle school to high school. And when you're a teenager, that's just kind of, that's a pretty big change. Mm-hmm. You go from like everyone's being all innocent and stuff right. and to everyone going out and like drinking and hanging out with older people. Um, I mean, like 14 year olds hanging out with like 18 year olds. And yeah. I wasn't really in that circle where I was hanging out with older people. I was still kind of not my maturity, but just kind of my mindset was still back in, in middle school. And Mm -hmm. I was just remembering about the old times and that like triggered it. And I was like, I don't really know what I'm feeling. And then same thing. I had a breakup, which obviously when you're in like, you're a freshman in high school, like that's your world. That's the girl you're going to marry. And like, again, high schoolers, it's not that big of a deal. No, Um, you'll trust me. Yeah, You'll You'll move on. (laughs) You'll get over it. Uh, so that kind of triggered it. And then just like little other things triggered it and changing of friends. And, um, and then again, after high school going into college, I had that, that breakdown of just like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what, because your life isn't really, your life is so planned out in high school. Mm -hmm. All you have to worry about is like, am I going to be in, you know, Mr. Einstein's class with my friends? You don't have to worry about oh shit, I have to pay for school. How do mm-hmm. I pay for school? So then every time life, I think with changes, life brings on like new challenges. Like for you, I mean, I mean for me, if I was being really callous and mm-hmm. I heard your story, it was like, well, you're just moving jobs. I've had like 12 jobs. Yeah. But for you, it was like your world was Red Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds funny. <laughs> but your world was burgers and fries. Right. And I have to move to tacos. <laughs> That's a and big enchiladas. And I don't know enchiladas like dude, that. <laughs> Damn. You remember the freckled lemonade? Yeah. Oh, you know, honestly, if I can tell you how much sugar and how disgusting <laughs> that is, you wouldn't in the ranch. Let me tell you about the ranch real quick. Oh no. I had I remember I was in the bag. One, they make the ranch in in trash cans. Yeah. What? Yes. They make it in trash cans. But not trash cans that they use for trash. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. It's white. It's no, they're big trash cans. That's right. what the ranch is. There is this one time I was climbing in the back for something. I don't remember. Probably some frozen strawberries that are gross. And I slipped. And my shoes from that place was so disgusting because you're stepping on old burgers and buns and sauces and 
disgusting stuff and my foot slipped into the ranch my whole foot like it was up to like my knees and I remember telling them like yo my foot (laughs) just went into the whole trash can of ranch and they sold it they did not (sighs) care so I would not use the the ranch I'm gonna have to cut this whole thing out I don't want to get sued by Red Robin (laughs) that's not I'm not affiliated with her um Anyway. I tell everyone that story. Holy crap. So let's go back to other stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't even know what we're talking before. Yeah, uh, sorry. Oh, switching jobs switching, from going yeah, into yeah. burgers and fries to tacos and enchiladas. Right. So you worked there for four years, you said? At, I was there for four and a half years. At Nasty Red Ramen. Yeah. Um, I was in high school for four years and then I went on to college. How long mm-hmm. were you in at Miguel's? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. That's a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people just think... Oh, I'm just overreacting. Oh, I'm right. just a, a hormonal teenager. I'm just this. I'm just that. But something that might seem small to someone else can be such a big change in your life that you obviously you're gonna have that breakdown. Obviously you're yeah. gonna you're gonna freak out and be like, What am I doing? Right. Because that's Red Robin, you know, burgers and fries was all I knew. And this is just the metaphor, like I'm, yeah. I'm not, you know, crapping on you or whatever. Right, right, right. But burgers and fries was all I knew enchiladas like what is this like imagine seeing an enchilada for the first time ever in your life just being like oh what the hell that's exactly what something new like college like a new job Mm -hmm. like even like marriage that's what uh that's why people freak out yeah like i don't i don't care how big or small it is um i think it'd just be something so little like something that gets you out of your um yeah and routine and it's something completely different it's it's a shock it's you know it's different yeah during beauty school, did you end mm-hmm. up taking, did you end up going, What? how did you end up kind of going through beauty <clears throat> school? Surviving through beauty school. Surviving through beauty, that, beauty school was rough for me. Like between one, not showing up and having to go on Saturday or on Mondays and stuff when I wasn't supposed to be there. I was Tuesday through Saturday. So doing that was a lot. Dealing with the girl, I mean, <laughs> girls are mean and That's you know what heard. that was yeah that was a whole nother thing like that was just a another yeah it was a lot but you know i don't know i feel like my beauty school experience might be a little bit better than others but also worse than others so it was okay i don't want to go back <laughs> i don't think you have to i'm sweating okay. because i don't want to think about it <laughs> <laughs> um how did you i mean how did you get through it in what way like how did you get through that did you just kind of trudge through it i think i think i did not gonna lie i think i definitely slacked in a lot of it yeah and not showing up or cheating my way through some things yeah yeah damn yeah we're learning a lot about you and robin today sorry cheater um (laughs) so i keep saying so so and you know is like two of the things that i've noticed that i say it's on it's so annoying and then um um i say i'm a lot yeah anyway (laughs) okay and uh and and you take me through your first day of or take me through that day of um there's the um of going into the salon on your book day and just like freaking out and like oh my gosh having a meltdown i honestly don't even know what triggered that i think just me saying being a full-time hairstylist at that point and not I was working seven days a week I was at the salon three days and at Miguel's four days so I was 
busy, busy, busy. And I was also trying to build my clientele at that point. Right. So doing all of that and having a social life and seeing my family and trying to date, you know, that was, it was hard. And I, that day when I found, when that was like, okay, I'm going to stop working at Miguel's. I'm going to go to the salon and that's going to be my job. And like not having a security blanket, I guess it was really, really hard. Right. Um, so I don't know. I just showed up and it just hit me. Like it really, I couldn't even get out of my car. It was bad. It, I could not get out of my car. My luckily, like my aunt owns the salon I work at. Love her, you know. So, um, she. I remember calling her and just being like, "Thea, like I can't get in." Crying. I was crying. I was sweating, and I was like, "I can't. I can't get out of my car." And I took off. I just took off. <laughs> and I remember she called me like a thousand times. And when she got to the salon, and she's like, "Babe, like, are you here? Like, are you home? like?" I'm. You know, I try to be. She rushed to get there so to try to talk to me and by that time i was probably on the 78 going (laughs) (laughs) going towards my mom i'm such a mom's girl like i wanted my mom and i booked it to my mom and my mom was at work and she's a manager there so she can't be like dude my daughter's having a breakdown you know so i remember just calling her and like crying and she came outside and she was just trying to calm me down and I have some family members that also go through some of the things that I've gone through. And so she was just like, you need to go. She called my cousin. My cousin had to come see me. It was bad. It was really bad. And then she was trying to like give me some, she wanted to give me pills. I knew it. Yeah. And I was just like, no, (laughs) but yet crying at the same time. I remember even like calling Manny and him, like not even like knowing what to do, you know? And I think that was the first time, like he really saw that. Like he was like, Oh, this is, what she's been saying, you know, like this is it, you know, and he's still here. Does that make you want to run at the time? Uh, no, not at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you didn't hear that, you said no, not at the time. <laughs> now he's rethinking his decision. That's good. Three years later. <laughs> that's see, that's that's rough, especially when you have a, a significant other and they don't. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if Manny understood the severity of it or like what it's like Mm -hmm. but if they don't understand and i was i was with someone who didn't really get it and it was just like it was tough i remember i kind of had the same thing that you did Mm -hmm. Uh, i i had a meeting at my work i remember i was working for a city city of coronado and (laughs) i our boss told us you know we don't we don't as of right now we don't have the budget for these programs one of the programs i was in charge of Mm -hmm. and she was like also um we don't really exactly have the budget for a whole lot of employees and that's all she said and then she said all right now we're gonna learn about marketing and i was just like like i looked around i was like yo did did other people hear that like am i gonna get laid off do i have Mm -hmm. a job in in you know a couple months like what the hell and i already i was already like I was already looking for a job for about two years and I wasn't getting anywhere. And this was a part-time job. So I went from looking for full-time jobs mm-hmm. to getting a desk job. And I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. So, and like beyond that, I just, I wasn't happy at that job. I felt like I could do more, but I didn't know how I didn't, no one was really giving me an opportunity. 
So everything, again, it was another life change and it was a bunch of little things building up. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went to my girlfriend's house at the time and I was like, how'd work go? And she was like, oh my God, it was so great. I had an amazing day. And, and then as soon as you hear that, when you're like having kind of a breakdown, you're just kind of like, oh, fuck you, man. Yeah. Even though it's not their fault. It's just a, a sort of resentment in a way. Exactly. It, it's 100%. And mm-hmm. I even feel bad for like saying that, but she kept saying, like talking and, uh, you know, I had a productive day and I did this and I did that. And I was just like, cool. And she's like, are you okay? You seem kind of off. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have a job in a couple couple months. She was like, well, you have your photography. And I was like, and then everything just kind of spilled out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but that can't support me. I don't have enough clients. I don't blah, blah, blah. I don't blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because I like you, I had that safety net. Mm-hmm. Yours was Miguel's. Mine was uh, City of Coronado. And I had that safety net that actually was doing me harm. And I didn't yeah. really, I didn't really see it. But I had a full breakdown. Like I just like, I started like, my heart was just pounding mm-hmm. out of my chest. And I was like wheezing, which I've, yeah. I've only done when I've like done a really hard workout, which is every day. <laughs> uh, and I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, dude, I started wheezing. Like I, yeah. <clears throat> I was just like, <gasps> and like I, I like walked. Out, I was like, oh my god, dude, my life is over. I uh, <laughs> like I wasn't even like making sense, and then yeah. I, 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 I like I literally like ran. Like I was <laughs> like thinking about it now. <laughs> Someone's watching me. I just ran down the street, and then I walked, and I was like, I was like putting my head on my head or putting my hands on my head, and just like breathing it out. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But then I feel like sometimes you have to go through that, though. Yeah, like you just have to go through it. Yeah, because one hundred percent. Yeah. Cause, I don't know. Cause then like, that's kind of what makes you, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now let me reassess what I was bummed about mm-hmm. and let me figure it out. Right. So what did you have after you, or what, not what did you have, but what was, did you come up with some sort of conclusion after your breakdown? Did you come up with no. something or did you just say like, okay, I'm done and let's keep moving on. It was kind of, that day was just kind of weird. I just remember going to my cousins and just sitting there and just she just was just talking to me normal you know and it just kind of calmed me down like all right like so what are you gonna do the rest of the day because i had i they had to completely reschedule my day because i was just a hot mess (laughs) sorry i was trying to fix the cable (laughs) keep going yeah your day was over yeah my day was over at that point and i think honestly that day was a blur i might have went to i think manny maybe came over i don't remember He's like me neither. Yeah, he's just like that. Was, I don't think about that day anymore. Yeah, he tries to forget about it. It's all right. <laughs> Poor Manny. He can't even like defend himself. He doesn't have a mic. No, good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I honestly, I don't. That day was such a blur. I think I slept. You know, I. That was another thing. Like I sleep a lot, and yeah. that I think that was another like thing to get me away from what's going on sleeping 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 all day because mm-hmm. you don't have to think no, yeah and it's easy and i just fell asleep and i'm i am i take i'm a napper i like to nap so <laughs> i think that was another thing it was just you know i'm just gonna take a nap and try to forget <laughs> about it i do do that i do that if i'm whatever i'm going through if i'm having a bad day i'm gonna nap yeah that, <laughs> it's a thing I, can't afford dinner nap for <laughs> nap for dinner i can't eat those calories Nap, dude how good though <laughs> and this is gonna sound so crazy and, and i'm sure people that don't know what it's like we're just gonna be like 
what's wrong with this guy but how good is a nap after you've just had like a complete breakdown and like a cry like a you know like after you, you're like <laughs> when i cry my <laughs> eyes get so puffy and red and they hurt okay they hurt to the point where i don't want to open them so that is men i like my eyes and you can ask him Damn. when i cry my you see it in my eyes he's like, he's like yeah <laughs> damn do you know I, I nap it off and i'm just like oh and i wake up just oh man life, yeah. is, life is good now yeah sometimes you just need that maybe you're just tired yeah yeah <laughs> no i remember that was another thing my mom was just like oh, you're just did tired. you nap babe <laughs> <laughs> just blaming on the lack of sleep yeah <laughs> but no i don't remember that day too much i think i try to block it out a little bit to be honest I just remember going to my mom's and having a mental breakdown in her office and her just, I mean, she's a saint. She knows how to handle it. So she was just like, okay, okay. Like breathe a little bit, you know, and I think that helps a lot. Is having a support system. That's another thing. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Having a support. And that's said a lot. And I don't think people know what having a support system is. No, not at all. And I think that like, just having people that understand you and understand and not judge you, yeah. you know, and understand that like you react to things differently and it's okay, you know, and that's, that's huge. Do you go to, to therapy? Me. Um, or did I you did, ever? I have, but again, no, I, I think <laughs> it wasn't, I'm going to sound, yeah, I'm going to sound like a complete, I don't even know, like a mama's girl. But my mom, <laughs> my mom's my therapy. My mom like is everything to me. So I just talked to her and she, I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm like her daughter and her twin. So she yeah. is able to like, she just understands me. So I think just talking to her just kind of calms me down a little bit more. Her and my, yeah, just her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Manny. <laughs> She's just like her and looks at you and goes, no honestly too though like he has been a saint through some of the things that i've put him through yeah you know there's been a i remember one day i was i called him and he kept asking me like what i wanted to do we were supposed to go do something and i was just crying i could not stop crying yeah and he was like yeah and he was like what is going on and i'm like i don't know and i didn't want to talk to and then it was to the point where i couldn't explain myself and then I didn't know how to tell him. And I felt like he was getting irritated with me because I couldn't stop crying. I was in a funk and right. I couldn't get out of it. And finally, he was just like, baby, you just need to talk to me. You just need, you know, you need to let me know. You need to let me in. I yeah. think that was a big thing. So now I make sure to communicate that to him. You That's know? good. Because a lot of people are just like, well, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, I mean, it's hard to open up to people, but like you were saying with that support system, that's important to just kind of feel comfortable to say today i'm having an off day yeah and i feel like shit and i might start crying yeah and i think he understands me now you know i think he understands that i'm an emotional wreck <laughs> majority of the time and he he loves me through it i think <laughs> <laughs> i think um so i kind of want to touch on on because i'm a huge believer in therapy i start going to therapy in when i was in college my last year of college i'm a big believer and i always say that you know sometimes you do need to just let it out yeah but therapy is kind of different for everyone you don't necessarily need a therapist because some people need that understanding of 
like some people don't like to just talk to some random person mm -hmm. and have them be like oh okay yeah so what do you think you're gonna do about that you know some people want input yeah um i've always mm -hmm. said that i think everyone needs therapy but that's not I, I do believe that yeah but that's not because you have rough days mm -hmm. like even if you're not depressed some some days you wake up sad and you're like i don't know why i'm sad um but i th i think everyone needs that this kind of goes hand in hand with therapy and a good support system because i don't like to talk to people about my problems necessarily i know i preach it a ton and it kind of takes me a while but i have to hone in on a friend and be like i'll call him and be like yo what are you doing mm -hmm. nothing can I just vent to you? And they're like, yeah, sure. When I don't feel like talking to a friend, then I'll hit up Judy. Shout out to Judy. I'll hit up Judy and be like, that's my therapist. And I'll be like, hey, can we set up an appointment? She'll go, yes. And then I'll yeah. be like, just listen. And then you can talk. And she'll I be like, like, okay. Do you want my ears or do you want, like, do you want my opinion or just my ears? Like, when, exactly. like when my friends talk to me, I'm like, you want my opinion or do you want, do you just need a vent? Like, do you just want me to sit there and be like, okay, okay. You know, that's I think great. that's a big thing. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's important to have friends that you can communicate that to. Like, and we were talking about this before. Friends are, you have different tiers of friends. You can have those friends that you go out and party with and get mm -hmm. like super crazy with. That's totally fine. But if you only have those friends and it's all surface level, mm -hmm. like, what'd you do today? Nothing. Let's take shots. You know, like if you only have those friends, you're like, oh, can we like do something else? And they're like, no, let's take shots. And you're just kind of like, what the hell? You, you can have those friends, but you also need the friends that you can say, you know, can let's have a bonfire. Right. And then you're sitting there and you're like, you Yo, don't know about my job, like my, and then they give input or they just sit there and listen. Like, that's super important. You have your mom. Do you, well, you have your mom, Manny. Do you, <laughs> do you think you have, do you have anyone else? Like, is anyone yeah, else on that? I mean, I have luckily like throughout the years, like probably in the last, what, three, I have definitely looked at my circle and been like, you know what? Not saying that anyone, need, everyone needs to be a purpose or, you know, like has to add anything to me. But if you literally are just not someone that I either trust or someone that doesn't just like benefit me in a positive way, right. you know, it's just, I'm, okay, bye. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know. So in the past probably like three years, I have, completely changed who i revolve myself with like it's yeah i completely changed it like i have friends that i've known like claudia uh, one literally my best friend yeah. known her forever i have her and then i have friends that i like met two years ago that mean the world to me now right. you know i don't think it just it has to do with anything but like how long you've met, known them or anything but it's just like keeping the, pe the positive people in your life and sur surrounding yourself with someone that that you try i guess that you just trust you know that you i that's what i've done yeah. so i'm very very lucky to say that like the people around me are just genuinely good people you know so right. i think that has a lot to do with it if you hang out with people that literally just get drunk every single day yeah. <laughs> like what is that doing for you you know and that's when i started to realize like i need to change who i'm hanging out with you know i need to change what i'm doing and that was another thing, like alcohol. I stopped drinking a lot, and I think alcohol does. Do you need a refill? <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, alcohol. <laughs> Shout out to June Shine, sponsor us. No, just drinking, just drinking every day. I think for me, which I was doing, that really 
I think that took a toll on me mentally. Like, I will say. Dude, alcohol is a... The only way I can put it is alcohol is a motherfucker. I know. As I'm just like... (laughs) Alcohol is a motherfucker because... And I don't think it's... Actually, let me take that back. Alcohol is awesome. I love it. <laughs> With, don't get me wrong. Responsibly. I, I love it. Drink responsibly. Yes. But. Or not. And I, Well, and I, <laughs> again, I'm not, you know, the, the, she doesn't speak on this live podcast by Myrica Media no, at Local no, Hope I'm Studios. No, I'm just kidding. I was a complete joke. <laughs> <laughs> so alcohol can be fun. Mm-hmm. If you're in the right mindset to drink, if you are. Just like, hey, I'm going to go out with friends mm-hmm. and we're going to drink. It's going to be fine. Oh, my God. I, like, I got a little too drunk last night. That's, excuse me. That's fine. But if you're going to, if you have that intention of like, I'm going to get fucked up yeah. tonight and it's going to, I had a long day. I'm going to get fucked up. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I have some friends that are like, just drink their sorrows away. And I'm just like, I'm going to have to pick her up at the end of the night. No, I learned that the hard way. I learned that, trust me, Manny. (laughs) The first, beginning of our relationship, he was just like, almost like my babysitter. Yeah. And it's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to look back at it and be like, damn, like he stayed. Like he really stayed. But, and I'm so, so thankful for that. But, um, yeah, in the beginning, he just kind of talked to me because I I think I did drink a lot. I, again, I was young, but right. I definitely drank to the point where I think after drinking, anxiety is a thing. Yep, you get anxiety after you drink, and I was dealing with that almost every day. Like you know, to the point because I would drink a lot. Yeah, and he just kind of like pulled me aside. He's like, "Look, like if this is a lifestyle that you want to live, cool. I'm I'm glad to be in it, but as friends." Right. But if you're trying to date me and if you, you know, you want to continue what we have, you're going to need to calm down. And I took that, I mean, I took that to heart and I was like, okay, like, so, I mean, I calmed down a lot and I think that he definitely humbled me and which I'm, I'm so thankful for. We got to get many a mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, man. I only have two <laughs> set up. <laughs> you want to come speak real quick? <laughs> um, Manny, Manny, we're going to have you on. We're going to have you on one of these. Um, Because I'm sure you have trauma from this one. I honestly, though. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) He has nightmares about No, it's it's hard to stand by someone who goes through this stuff, especially if it's kind of... And I mean, it's it's always sporadic. Like, I've been on antidepressants for close to a year now, Mm -hmm. and I still have those days off where I'm just kind of like, shit, Mm -hmm. you know? Um but like if i'm ever dating someone i'm upfront about it and a lot of people are not upfront about it because it's weird to talk about you're not going to be like hey nice to meet you how are you what's your favorite movie also i have depression that's like what the hell right. so then sometimes you have to just be like hey i'm having a really off day today i i, I don't feel like talking or hey you know what something happened today i'll explain it to you tomorrow mm-hmm. and then it's hard for someone <clears throat> to to just stand by and be like okay yeah take your time yeah um, luckily he's super understanding yeah. So he understood. That's big oh, on you, man. Yeah. No, he and he's very patient. That's another thing. You have to be very patient and just understand like what somebody's going through. And l- luckily he is, you know? Yeah. And so that it helped a lot. Um oh, bo- 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 okay. So I was talking about antidepressants before. I was t- talking about how it's helped me and I same thing. Therapy and antidepressants have helped me a ton. Mm-hmm. And I kind of support pre- system, that's what you're saying. Right. And I kind of preach that. I'm like 
I love, you know, I don't love antidepressants, but like <laughs> they've helped me a ton. So it's therapy. And I, you said therapy wasn't really big on for you or big for you. And you were taking Xanax from someone's purse. But <laughs> did you ever go on an antidepressant and like, what did you feel? I'm very like, it's really hard for me to take medication because I don't want to say that I'm like anti-medication because I'm not. And I'm on, I take medication every day. Right. Um, but sometimes it's, my body is just different. It just doesn't react to things. Sorry, I just kicked no, the table. <laughs> it just doesn't react to things right. I don't know. And I think I was more scared, especially in the profession I'm in. I have to be there, you right. know? So feeling like I just didn't, I just didn't want to just be on it. And my mom has talked to me about it and was like, there's different kinds, you know, and I'm just like, I rather handle it because I don't, I don't think that I would be okay on it. And I, and I do, I come from a background of people abu- taking abusers of either literally anything, you know, right. I addicts and everything. And that was a, that was a really big scare for me. I don't want to be addicted to it. Right. And um, I think that, I, th- I think just that too, kind of I had a thing. So I just was like, you know what, no. It just, and I saw myself on Xanax. I saw who I didn't want to be, you know? And I think that that, it just scared me. It scared me. But I I know, like I have some friends that really go through it, you know? And she is just like, you know, like if she needs it, like like you take it every day? Every day. Every day. 10 Um, milligrams, Lexapro. Shout out to Lexapro. My mom told me to try that. Big pharma. Yeah, I want. <laughs> um, and you know, like she is a completely different person when she's not on it. Right. Not you know. So she, it just in I a think, bad way. Mm, I want to say bad, just different. You're just different. Does she kind of like get <clears throat> like numbed up when she's on them? I think she's a happier person when she's on them. She's happier when she's on. Mm-hmm. Them. Okay. Yeah, because I've. I think if I stop taking them for like two days, then I start feeling a little like groggy and yeah. like kind of just like like slow. you're just going through the motion of things. Yeah, when I when I'm not I'm not taking them, but like I've the way I explain it is like it's a supplement. It's mm-hmm. it supplements your happiness. And my friend Michaela Buckley, I'll never forget she said this. Uh, I I don't remember how we started talking about this, but she kind of normalized it for me i was like yeah i'm going to therapy and my therapist was talking about putting me on antidepressants and she was like oh i'm on them and i was like really she's like yeah i think about it like i'm taking my birth control i take my birth control because it helps regulate my menstruation (laughs) it does i don't take it but You're, you're way too happy. It really does. It's awesome. No, um, I'm on a different thing to regulate myself. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that threw me off. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Edit that out, please. <laughs> I won't. Uh, yeah, so she told me I take I take uh, birth control and I take um, allergy medication. I don't need them. But it makes me feel comfortable and it, it makes my life kind of flow better. Right. And she's like, if you think about antidepressants like that, then 
you know, it's really not that big of a deal. And I was just kind of like, whoa. I don't think it's a big of a deal. It's too big, you know? I think if you take it, you take it. If you need it, cool. Like, it's... I feel like now our generation is a lot... People talk about it a little bit more. Right. Where back then, it wasn't something that people really said. People make podcasts about it. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah. Even like me and you talking, like, when I was doing your hair, you would have never known that what I deal with. You know, it's just not, it's just there, I guess. So I want to talk about the kind of, not the daily stressors, but the stressors in your job. Because like myself, we don't, we, we don't really have, <clears throat> I guess, quote unquote stability. We don't really know where our next paycheck comes from. Right. And like COVID hit and <laughs> they shut your thing down. Oh, yeah. And my that stuff was a was whole other thing. That yeah. was me stressing thinking I had a brain tumor behind my left eye because just because I gave myself a mite. I'm not kidding. Like what? I, I'm sorry to laugh. Like that's so t- <laughs> no, it's fun. Funny now at the time I thought I was dying, <laughs> but it's <laughs> babe. Tell him <laughs> I'm a headache. It must be a tumor. <laughs> no, it was to the point where like one, everything was being shut down. Right. Yep, and then yep. all of a sudden they took my job away from me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is real. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that was scary. And at the same time, I don't, I, I don't believe in, if I, can you edit this out if this isn't okay? Yeah. The Karens that said, you know, we need a haircut and not to work, you know, to go through that. And I'm like, dude, that's putting a bad name on me. Right. I'm not, I don't want to give you a haircut. <laughs> you know right. so it going through that and so, then feeling that so the the people that were saying covid's not a thing i don't care cut my hair that scared me right because i'm like oh so people think that this shutdown is nothing you know and then going through the shutdown you know it i gave my i met i think i made myself sick i gave myself a really bad headache to the point where i thought i was i remember c- crying just constant, and then it would hurt to cry because it gave me such a bad headache. Oh my God. Like, and I remember calling my mom at like four o'clock in the morning being like, I'm dying. I think I'm dying. <laughs> I have a, I have a brain tumor behind my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so funny that you like self-diagnose yourself with, yes. and with then, that. And then my mom, and I think, I think my mom can tell me I'm, I'm wrong, but I think I, I think she believed me. Really? Her and my grandma, my nana is the most, my nana also love that lady. She exaggerates literally everything so she's like oh my god miha has a has a brain tumor and so i remember calling manny and being like babe i'm dying like you know so dude and then my mom was like we need to take you to the emergency room right. and i said no i don't want to get covid so yeah. then i was like i'm either gonna die of covid or i'm gonna die of a brain tumor i'm gonna take the brain tumor <laughs> I honestly that was my thought process and then and then I remember my mom calling Manny and being like or like telling him like you need to get her out the house come get your girl come get her she's you know I had never had to literally entertain my at the time I was 25 so my 25 year old daughter how old are you now I'm 26 fuck off dude. <laughs> at the time I was 25. at the time I was 25 I was so young <laughs> now I'm old as hell so <laughs> so yeah so Manny ended up actually um I don't I don't really smoke weed but I do believe that some people need to 
And, you know, that's another thing. Like, I think that people could smoke it to help with anxiety. I do think it helps. Me personally, I don't like coughing. Like, that's just, I don't know. So he went and got me CBD oil. And so I did that. And I think just getting... THC? Oh, a mixture of THC. I don't know, and CBD, CBD oil. Yeah. And then. Like the two to one or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to know? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so then you got you got THC and CBD. Did it help? Yeah, I, I think so. It, it helped a lot. Because why? I ended up getting high and we watched Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> 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 we did. We d- drank it. <laughs> You just said, I, I don't, got, know, if, I don't got, know if that the audio gets picked so up. So he said <laughs> that we drank it pretty much and got high and he got high. He's, he nodded and we watched the night at the Roxbury. And I remember my mom texting me being like, Manny's laugh. <laughs> Dude, the high laugh was, is something different, man. It was his <laughs> laugh is like. I love it because it makes me laugh. So then we're just laughing and it, we do not stop. <laughs> what does it sound like? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what it is? He like, la- like, huh? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> 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 it's a very like H-A period, H-A period. Yeah, H-A it's period. like, ha, ha, ha. No, I'm just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. Like the Kawhi Leonard Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fun guy. <laughs> You're making me cry and I have eyelashes on. Stop. <laughs> I don't want my eyelashes coming off. Oh, man. I, I, I love that video, dude. I watch it like, at least like once every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes are just like, I'm a fun guy. Uh, I don't I, Obviously, I love the game of basketball. There's, I, you got to ask me more questions. I can't just give you a spiel. I, <laughs> I don't even know where you sitting at. <laughs> like you like, know like, all of that because I watch it once every two weeks. Oh, sorry, sorry. I love it. He's just so like. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so that 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 yeah. Why Leonard's laugh? Yeah. No. The night at the Roxbury. We were doing this when we were watching as we're high. No. um, So, no, he went and got that. And then um, that that honestly, I will say that helped a lot. And then finally, my mom was just like, you need to get out of the house. So I think my birthday was like right after that. And he took me. um, Oh, we went to Del Mar and just getting fresh air. You know, I think that helped. Hundred percent. Yeah. So back to COVID, that was rough for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then this shutdown sucks. The second shutdown. The second shutdown. So I know a lot of people are listening all over all over the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> California had a shutdown again, and yes. it was it was only. It, shout out to um, Mayor Mayor Faulkner, I believe is how you say his name, because he. The governor said everything has to shut down again. Neymar, what is it? Neymar, soccer player. Uh, Newsom. <laughs> yeah, Newsom said we have to shut everything down. And then the governor was like, yeah, but we can still have operations outside. Okay, let me tell you about that real quick. Okay. Because coming go. from the profesh, um, you might have makeup on your 
mic later. It's fine. Okay. Um, one, it is so unsanitary for me to cut hair outside. Not only that, but majority of my, like me personally, it might help a barber, right? Because right. they don't do color. Yeah. And they literally, they just do men's hair, but not just, it's a big deal. They do men's hair. Like, they I don't do want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk down on that. But as a Cosmo, I do hair color and you, they're saying that we can't do hair color outside. That's all my clientele. Majority of it, I guess I should say. Yeah. So I can't, I still can't make a living with that, right. you know? Right. So I'm not going to do outside because there's just, I can't. So in the unsanitary of it, we, I work on grand at seven, a signature salon. <laughs> My name is Jasmine Cardoza. I've been doing hair for a really long time. Anyway, does a good job, man. Look at this. Look at this fade. My Instagram is Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N-E, Cardoza, C-A-R-D-O-Z-A-A. <laughs> I was going to do that at the end, but yeah, go for it now. <laughs> Plug your handles now. No big deal. Um, check out my Instagram. Oh my <laughs> at no, Seven Salon. At Seven, a, signa- a, a signature salon on Grand, 240 East Grand Avenue. Anyway, anyways, so there's a lot. Of, there, Burger Bench is right across the street from us. Miko Sushi is also across the street from us. H Brothers is down the street. If I were to do hair outside, you will literally be eating. And there's several salons on the street. So, and there's one right next to it. So you will literally be eating hair, which is so unsanitary. Yeah, that's true. How are we supposed to clean that? We can't sweep the street. Like, that's disgusting. And they're saying we can't wash either. Do you like your, (laughs) do you like when I wash your hair? Yes. (laughs) Do that. I love getting my hair washed. Yeah. So, like it, it kind of takes that. I mean, there's still hair in there after, but like in the middle, it's just, yeah. It's just it's relaxing. Dope. It's, dope, it's to, you know, that's yeah. why you go to a seven a signature salon to get your hair done. <laughs> <laughs> four, three. What is it? Four, three, two, four, three, five grand. Two forty. Two forty. East Grand Avenue. <laughs> two forty East Grand Avenue. It's going to California. Nine, two, zero, two, something. Six. six? I think. I don't even 9, know. Nine, two, two, six or seven. Um, how did you take the second? How, so compare the first, the first shutdown to the second shutdown mentally. How did you take it? Way better, you know, and the first shutdown, the second one was better. Yes. The okay. first shutdown one, I wasn't, luckily I'm a saver, so I wasn't too stressed about money right. or anything, but I also wasn't getting unemployment. So that was another thing. I was just like, okay, one, I'm not, and I wasn't doing home hair cause I was scared of literally everything. And I didn't even <laughs> want to see anyone. Right. So why are you laughing? I'm just, this is funny. Are you laughing about my brain tumor? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not funny. <laughs> it was a real thing. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I wasn't getting unemployment or anything. So dealing with, like, that was a stress itself, you know? So I think that had a lot to do with that, too, with, with me getting migraines. Right. Um, was the stress was a stress of yeah. it. So this time I was able to get unemployed. I was able to get unemployment the first time, but not in the beginning. I was able to get it later. So now that I was able to get it again, it just, it eased me a little bit, you know? Um, and at the, before I wasn't doing any home hair. Yeah. So that also scared me like going, not touching. I don't know. Like I love my job. So not being able to do hair, I think that that 
really took a toll on me. Yeah. Having that kind of routine of, I mean, doing what you love. Yeah. I get you, man. I The first yeah, shutdown it, was it, rough. It hurt you, right? Because yeah. of weddings and stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I bounced back. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the first shutdown was, was a bitch. It was, uh, I mean, I lost all of my business mm-hmm. in a day. <laughs> I was on the phone all day, just kind of like, people were like, hey, just wait. You know, we, we don't know if we're going to have to shut down or not. Next day, we got to shut down. My aunt was actually talking about you today. And saying how she was telling her client, I think you're, I think she knew you were coming in and she was telling her like, yeah, like we're ready for him to come and like video it and everything. And then she's like, and then literally COVID hit. And she's like, I could only imagine like two weeks later. She literally, she, and she always gives me shit for this, but (laughs) she gave me a deposit, which I still have. And then was, then two weeks later it was like COVID. Yeah. It was like, it it almost feels like it was overnight because we're sitting we're sitting there like writing everything out, writing up the contract, writing up what she wanted and then boom. So mm-hmm. she was one of the clients that was like, I kind of just assumed, I don't, I don't think she called me. I kind of just assumed, oh, they're going to have to close. Yeah. And then I texted her and she was like, yeah, we have to close. And then I had some uh, events that had more than 250 people <laughs> because it started at 250 people and then it went down to 10 and that had to close or that had to shut down and that had to be canceled and yeah, I, I had a huge breakdown. It's rough which, on self-employers, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole stress itself, I think. Well, even on some <clears throat> people who were employed by, like my friend Julio, and I spoke to him, that's probably going to be the episode before this, but he got laid off. And luckily he found uh, vending machines. He started getting into vending machines, but so many people don't have the time, don't have mm-hmm. the resources, don't have, and this isn't a COVID podcast, but this can happen at any time. All right. You can be laid off at any time. And I told my friend Julio that before COVID happened, I was still, I was kind of struggling. I was in that point where like, I didn't really have consistent clients. I didn't have, I just didn't have consistency. And I was like struggling for my dollar, like yeah. every single day. And then COVID happened and I was just like, oh, and like my, you know, yeah. obviously your brain just shuts down. You're like, right. Fuck. I'm I like, think that's how I was. I remember we were sitting, remember we said we went to Lourdes. Remember that? Dude, shout out to Lourdes. They have the best chicken soup. If yeah, you're ever sick, really go there. Um, we it to, cures COVID. Yeah. I'm just it was kidding. right after I was sick <laughs> with my headache. Oh, no, with your tumor. With my headache. Yeah, yeah. It, so it uh, cures tumors as well. Go ahead. That's not fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Go ahead. I'm no. not making fun of tumors. I'm making fun of her. Don't Completely can- different. Don't cancel me on episode two, please. <laughs> um, no. So I remember we were staying at Lourdes or we were leaving and I I think I wanted it. And I was like, I really want Lourdes soup. And I think he wanted like a burrito or something. So we went to Lourdes and when we were leaving or he, I was going to pay for it. And I remember he, he paid for it. He's like, no, babe, like I got it. Save your money. And that itself one, I'm a crier when I'm happy, sad, angry, annoyed. Being. Just being here. I just cry. Yeah. So I remember walking out and he, and my eyes just started water. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, one, that was so nice of you. <laughs> and two, like, and then I started stressing. And then I got a migraine again. And then I started getting. <laughs> Your tumor came back. Yes. I remember I was just like, I don't want you doing that. <laughs> Do you remember that? 
I was crying in the parking lot of Lourdes Soup on Escondido Boulevard. Escondido, shout out to Lourdes. Yeah. And sponsor, sponsor me. And I was crying because I was just so like, I don't know. I think I was just stressed and then anxiety hit. Because it's that little thing that yes. amounts to something way bigger. Yeah. Which I, I'm sure that wasn't Manny's you know that he wasn't trying to be like yo you don't have a job like i'll pay for it it was like you know where we might hit rough times and it was like a trigger yeah again another trigger definitely and and that was another thing i think i felt i don't want to say resentment resentment towards him but i was still like damn you're still like you're an essential worker you know (laughs) (laughs) like and then that i was just like well he's still working you know but i knew i knew that like hairstylist like you don't need a fucking haircut yeah. you don't need your highlights okay yeah i don't want to give those to you yeah. but at the same time i'm just like i don't i don't have an income and then that's when i started to feel like oh shit like it it hit me yeah so that was scary this this whole thing has been it's been weird it's been confusing it's been eye-opening it's mm-hmm. been there's there's so many layers that go into in this little onion yeah um but yeah, what are you doing now to kind of keep yourself, and I think we'll end on this, uh, keep yourself, I'm not talking about income, I'm talking about mentally, just kind of keep yourself steady, on, on a steady course to not kind of have a breakdown. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't really have one. I think that... Drugs. <laughs> edibles. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm just kidding i'm totally i'm no i'm my mom i said my mom <laughs> oh my mom knows i told her Ooh. i tell my mom everything anyways um no i don't know i think that just trying to know that like when the next life change hits me you know i think that just knowing that i might be a little bit more sensitive than or it's not, it's it's going to hit me, I guess. Like, right. you know, and I think that my next life change, I hopefully, it's, I mean, it's something positive. So hopefully it doesn't do too much on me. But I do think that like, just knowing like, okay, like it's not, you're going to be okay. Right. And just talking about it, I think too. Just being like, look, like this is how I'm feeling. But again, like you never know. Like I can, I cry like, for no reason <laughs> no i'm serious like when i feel like i'm getting backed into a corner i then that's when i start feeling like okay my heart is racing some people I, get pissed some people get you know angry some people cry <laughs> oh, no i'm not no i'm saying but I'm, when i'm getting like when i'm feeling like yeah, anxious right i start to i do i start i'm a crier i cry a lot in that <laughs> sorry it's just the way you say it i, I respect you <laughs> <laughs> right right um, no it's just i think that just knowing that like you're going to be okay and not feeling like your whole world is tumbling down that's i'm telling myself that i'm gonna be fine and hopefully i'm able to express that and talk about it instead of just holding that all in and then just going down a downward spiral right so I think life changes are uh, scary, but they're important. Um, like I said in the beginning, a year ago, I was like, I'm going to quit my job. <clears throat> and this has probably been one of the hardest years. I haven't had a very hard life. <laughs> I'm very privileged. Um, <laughs> this is mentally, it's been one of the hardest years, but 
it's been good. Like yeah. I, I, I can look back and be like, all right, I've put in the work. I'm happy of where I'm at right now. And, um, yeah, it's only going to get better. It's right. only also, it's only going to get worse. You know, yeah. my, everything could be over by tomorrow, but I know how to bounce back because I've been through COVID and all this other crap. Yeah. Um, but I definitely believe that. I think that like, obviously like I'm very thankful for where I am and I'm thankful that I can make a life for myself that I've always wanted through what I'm doing. But I also understand that like it can also just come tumbling down, you know, and it's just like the matter of keeping a positive, like outlook on it. Outlook. hundred percent. Uh, Jasmine, I want to say thank you yeah, for being on, on here. I know we talked about it before. It kind of seems surreal. Like, that we're here like mm-hmm. I, it, like it went like that but um where can people find you where can people follow you so <laughs> seven salon here we go i work at i'm seven gonna step and, back go ahead so i work no i work at seven and signature salon and yeah i'm a hairstylist and my name is jasmine cardoza um i work in escondido that's it. <laughs> I don't really to, know. Do you want people to follow you on social media? Please follow me on social media. My name is Jasmine J A S M I N E Cardoza C A R D O Z A. Is that your at? Yeah. Really? My at is yeah. Jasmine Cardoza with double A's at the end of Cardoza. There you go. Good for you. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, follow me. I can help you with your hair needs. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Boy and girl. Sorry. Boy, yeah, gentlemen, don't, guys and girls, don't be scared of, of uh, the hairstylist title. It's it's just a title. She's a barber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this life podcast. Uh, follow me at Myorca Media. That's M A Y O R C A M E D I A. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please let me know. Not concerns, really, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this was a fun one. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Cut. Is that a good one? Is that good? You! You! Right before it cut, I